It's great to be back once again on Search the Scriptures to be able to open up God's Word and study therefrom with all of our listeners. What a blessing you are if you listen to this program on a regular basis to us. We appreciate you being there so much, and we do hear from many of you, have heard from you often uh, over the months that we've been on this program, the years actually, and we appreciate that so much. That's a great encouragement to us. We pray that this program is a blessing to you as well. Ultimately, we're trying to glorify God as we strive to teach his word accurately and effectively on search the scriptures on a daily basis. And we hope that you are becoming better acquainted with his word and better equipped to be able to follow his word according to his will. We pray for you. We really do care about you. And we pray that you are becoming better able to make your decision as to what you're going to do about following God faithfully and scripturally. We pray that you're going to make that right decision. It's great to be here today to study with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's great to be here with you. And, you know, I second everything you said. Just this morning, I was talking to a lady who was drawn by the Word of God as we preach it on this program, and she said it was the radio program that first brought her through the doors, and we continually give glory to God for that. But you are a blessing to us every time you listen to our program and when you walk through the doors and join us in fellowship and study of God's Word, we are blessed, and we hope that you are encouraging each other and that you are encouraged, and we ask that you will continue to do that. It's also good to be here with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. It's certainly my my pleasure and privilege to be with you both on the program today. And what a great, important, marvelous undertaking it is for any one of us to be a Christian. You know, we, we hear that term, we use that term. It's familiar to just about everyone who lives in this country, I would suspect. But do we really understand what we're talking about when we say an individual is a Christian, someone who is a dedicated, faithful follower of Christ, someone who is striving to imitate our Lord and Savior in the life that they live, someone who's looking forward to an eternal home with God in heaven. There's a lot involved in it. And hopefully our listeners, as you mentioned just a few moments ago, Gary, are coming to a greater understanding of what it means to actually be a Christian. And that's exactly what we're studying about in this particular series. And we're actually going to bring that to a close today with today's program. We've been talking about not just being a Christian, but about the fact that you can be just a Christian. Mm -hmm. Just a Christian. No more. Nothing more, nothing less. Just a Christian. What a great message that is. really is. We've been emphasizing that it is a message of pure Christianity in that this is exactly the identity that we find in Scripture, isn't it? Certainly is. The disciples were first called Christians in Antioch, in mm-hmm. Acts chapter 11 and verse 26. Mm-hmm. That's right. When Paul made his defense before King Agrippa and Festus, the Roman governor, Agrippa responded, you almost persuade me to be a Christian. Christian. Mm-hmm. And then later, the Apostle Peter wrote, talking about if you, are, if you suffer for being a Christian, 
or as a Christian, mm-hmm. a term of identity, obviously, yes. Yes. that he used it as he used it there. Mm-hmm. And it is, identifies the individual as being with Christ, mm-hmm. a follower of his. More literally, the idea of being a Christ one mm-hmm. right. and adherent to his teaching. Well, it's a message of pure Christianity. That's what the scriptures identify us as, not by some denominational name that mankind made up somewhere along the line, but simply the pure message of Christianity. That's right. It's also a message of simplicity. Mm -hmm. Not complicated to understand that term Christian, is it? No, really isn't. And if somebody says, I am a Christian, an individual, and even somebody who doesn't believe in Christianity understands immediately what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Someone who's different, someone who is set apart, someone who has decided to live their life in terms of following a different standard. And that standard being brought by Jesus Christ. Right. Yes, God's word. Message of simplicity. Don't have to explain that you're this particular brand of Christian or that particular brand of Christian. If you just use that term Christian, I'm just a Christian. People understand you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, it's also a message of direction. If we're a Christian, it's a message of following God's word, God's way. Right. And ultimately following it in the direction of heaven. Yes. Right. We looked at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, where it talks about God's word being exactly that, the word of God. Mm-hmm. And Dennis, you brought out very well, it is literally that word, isn't it? It really is. It's as if God were speaking the words to us himself. And I think we should have that understanding of it. And we also noted that Peter said that No prophecy of Scripture is a matter of private interpretation. Mm -hmm. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So this statement by a whole lot of people, this belief that we can all have our different interpretations, that it's just a matter of private interpretation, that again is exactly opposite of what the Scriptures teach. Well, that's right, Dennis and Gary. It's it's no... uh, word of the moment, you know, whatever pops into one's head and they start to let it come out of their mouths, it's established from a long time ago as truth, and it it will endure for a long time, in fact, forever. Mm -hmm. As God's word. Now, we noted that Paul actually rebuked the, the churches of Galatia because they were moving in a direction away from the true gospel. That's right. He talked about a different gospel. And then he quickly said, it's not really a different gospel, or it's not really the gospel, it's a perverted gospel. Right. Right. And we made the point that once you change the gospel, it ceases to be the gospel. Yes. Exactly the case. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 22. And how about reading verses 18 and 19, Dwayne? I'm sorry, before we do that, let's go back to Romans chapter 16. How about reading verses 17 and 18? I apologize, I jumped a little ahead there. 
Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Once again, here we find the Apostle Paul emphasizing that truth needs to be followed. Right. And he, he tells them, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned. In other words, different from the doctrine. Now, this really, is, this, this really parallels what he wrote to the Galatian congregations, doesn't it? Yes. Well, it does. It, it, it indicates again very clearly, Gary, there is a pattern and it needs to be followed. And if we deviate from it, Paul said uh, also here in Romans, after you've noted those people, you avoid them. Now, that's how serious a charge it is. That's right. These are false teachers. Exactly. They can lead you astray spiritually. Yes. Mm-hmm. They can actually if you follow their teaching, lead you away from heaven, mm-hmm. even though they're claiming to try to help you get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, Paul made that clear there in the 18th verse, the first phrase, for those who are such, in other words, those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the gospel, those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, what a thing to have slapped on you. It ought to sober us up. Really? We need to be very careful and very focused upon making sure we're following God's word the way God has given it to us. We do. And thus this message of being just a Christian, again, is a message, message of direction. We, we remind our listeners what we talked about in our uh, last program on this, in this subject from Jude chapter 1 and verse 3, where Jude says, the faith has been once for all delivered. Mm -hmm. Right. Once for all delivered. Yes. And then Paul wrote the Philippians in chapter 1 that he equated that faith with the gospel. In fact, he put it, the faith of the gospel. That's exactly right. We need to follow God's word just the way he gave it to us. Mm-hmm. That's right. Smooth words and flattering speech does not the gospel make. Mm-hmm. And although there may be people out there with certain ability and they can come up with words that sound good and convey meaning, the simple truth is the simple truth. And we need to communicate God's word. It is the word that changes the heart. Mm-hmm. What did Jesus say will set us free? The truth will set us free. John chapter 8 and verse 32. That's right. Not something will set us free, not some belief will set us free, not what sounds good to us will set us free, but he said the truth will set us free. That's right. In Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, Dennis, our Lord, I believe, is speaking there. What does he say? For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things... God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, 
and from the things which are written in this book. Now, I see, I believe the Lord is speaking there. I think the case can be made pretty strongly that these are his words. If you're looking in a, in a red highlighted edition of the New Testament, you're probably not going to find those particular passages highlighted in red. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the context around them, Jesus is speaking in that particular context. Mm -hmm. And certainly whether these are his very words and that he is the one actually speaking these, or whether it is John simply writing by inspiration here, they are God's word. They certainly are. That's and right. this, this warning is extremely strong. Mm -hmm. It's a warning to not tamper with this prophecy. That's Don't right. mess with it yeah. at all. Don't mess with it. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. If you read through this particular book, you don't want those plagues added to you. No, I don't. This is serious stuff. And if anyone takes away from the, the, uh, the, the prophecies, uh, the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, from the things which are written in this book. Now, to take away his part from the book of life, what is that tantamount to? Not going to heaven. Not going to heaven, exactly. Not going to heaven. So if we mess around with God's word, then we're running the risk of not going to heaven. Mm -hmm. Is that right. what we want? No. I don't think that's what any of our listeners, virtually any of them at least, would want. Certainly not anything that either of us here today would want. We nope. don't want to not go to heaven. Let's turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 4 to further emphasize this particular truth that we've got one way to follow God faithfully, and that's his way, communicated to us in his word. Dwayne, do you have verse 2 of Deuteronomy chapter 4 there? Yes, I do. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Now, that's obviously written to the Israelites as they were getting ready to cross the Red Sea, but the principle is, is very striking there as the same principle that we read in Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19, isn't it? That's right. It's consistent throughout God's Word. We need to simply follow God God's way. Dennis, how about turning to Proverbs chapter 30, and once again, we see exactly the same message in verse 6. There we read, Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Same message, isn't it? Same message. We don't add to his words. We don't take from his words. Now, it, it's interesting that if you're just holding the Bible there, and you read Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 2, you're going to read that, you're going to be pretty well toward the beginning of the Bible. Right. right. If you read Proverbs 30 and verse 6, if you just let the Bible fall to that particular page, you're going to be just about in the middle of the Bible. That's right. And then Revelation 22, 18 and 19 is at the very end, isn't it? Right. Almost the last verses. Yes, that's right. So when you're looking at the scriptures there, You've got the same message 
of warning, don't mess with my word, God says. Yes. Accept it as I've given it to you. Mm -hmm. In principle, that message is there in the beginning, in the middle, and at the end of the Bible. Yes, it is. I think we ought to pay attention. That's right. We better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Psalm 119 and 105, a very familiar passage of Scripture, and probably to a number of our listeners as well. What does that say, Dwayne? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, what's the significance of that? A lamp and a light. It's a guide. Something that we can see. We can see the way that we are headed. And it points out or shows us a particular path from which we should not stray. It shows us the path we should be traveling. We want to go that's, by. That's right. Mm -hmm. If we want to be faithful to God. I think another thing we can uh, get out of that, fellas, is the fact that many times in the scriptures, the world is spoken of as living in darkness. If it's dark, we need a light in order to find our way. And certainly God's word provides that light for us as we're trying to navigate this world of darkness. And of course, in speaking about the world as a place of darkness, we're talking about it as a place where sin abounds. The world is literally caught up in the darkness of sin, isn't it? There's no question about it. God's word serves as a light to guide us mm -hmm. through our lives in this world mm -hmm. and ultimately to the glories of heaven. That's right where God and Christ serve as the light. In, boy, if we, if we had the time, we could go all the way through the 119th Psalm. It's the longest Psalm in, in, uh, in the book of Psalms. Every single passage, I believe, emphasizes in one way or another the Word of God. Yes. It's a great study. Oh, it is. Tremendous. We've actually done that in, previous, in a previous program. Mm -hmm. Actually, it took us a number of previous programs <laughs> to get through <laughs> that, entire, that entire psalm. But it is a great study. Mm -hmm. Now, let's look at Psalm 73 and verse 24. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. You will guide me with your counsel. I think we should understand that receiving me to glory is contingent upon accepting the guidance of God's counsel. Absolutely. And his counsel is given to us how? In his word. In his yes. word. Mm -hmm. He gives us his counsel in his word. That's right. As we've emphasized many, many, many times in this program, God's will is revealed to us in his word. Right. It is. His counsel is given to us in his word. And if we will follow that counsel, that guidance from God, then we will be received into glory. Absolutely. Jesus put it succinctly when he said, if you love me, you will, or if you love me, keep my commandments. Right. Mm -hmm. We can't do better than following God's word because that is his will for us. Mm -hmm. And as we pointed out previously, God loves us. He yes. wants the best for us. That's why he's given us his, his word. That's right. Let's look at 2 John verses 9 through 11. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. 
He abides, he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. The doctrine of Christ. Right. Now that certainly goes along with the concept of being just a Christian, doesn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's that direction again. Whoever abides in, lives in, lives by the doctrine of Christ, he has God. Whoever does not abide in, live by the doctrine of Christ, he does not have God. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's not. And then it's so important, the emphasis here, that we follow the doctrine of Christ that John says, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, you're to reject him, aren't you? He is not welcome. That's right. Not welcome to teach that something, some other kind of doctrine. No. Well, I think we need to pay attention to God's word. Yes, we do. There's no doubt about that. What does Paul say in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, Dennis? Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That diligence is focused upon learning, believing, and following God's teachings, isn't it? Absolutely. That is what will allow us to stand before God as someone who does not need to be ashamed. That's right. Exactly right. Correctly handling, applying, living by, teaching in some cases, God's word of truth. Yes. And that truth that is given to us to set us free from the guilt and condemnation of sin. Just a Christian. It's a message of simplicity of purity, of direction, of common sense. And since it is a message of simplicity and purity and direction, then obviously it is also a message of great common sense. That's right. If we're going to abide by common sense, we're going to follow that simple message of pure Christianity, that simple message that we can and should be just a Christian. It makes sense to follow God, God's way. We need this message. All who are alive today need this message. Sure do. That they can be just a Christian. And that's what, exactly what we need to be. Nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. We'd love to send you that free Bible study And you can study about this and learn for yourself right from God's word. We hope to hear from you today.